Theory of Heels, Chapter 21, The Maze Wow. Erica gaped. They stood in the corner of an immense, bustling room. The roof rose over half a dozen stories up, with a gentle light shining from the rafters high above. Behind a wall of glass and a packed office space, more people in business attire worked at cubicles. The far wall was taken up with one large screen, displaying different news broadcasts, a vlogger, surveillance footages of a mall, and for some reason that Erica couldn't fathom, a vine of cat videos. The largest screen showed a live broadcast of a battle between Cape's core member, Sprinter, and the super criminal, Man Elephant. The enormous Man Elephant scooped up a truck with one hand and hammered it down on Sprinter. Sprinter transformed into a blur as he sped out of the path of the attack, an instant before the truck smashed into pieces. Sprinter then zoomed up the Man Elephant stooped over torso and landed a series of rapid blows. The super fast attack appeared to be ineffectual against a Man Elephant's armored hide. On the same screen displaying the fight, the words Sprinter and Man Elephant hovered in opposite corners with a series of fluctuating numbers. Sprinter, 87. Man Elephant, 59. In the corner of the display were another row of names with fluctuating numbers beside them. Erica squinted as she read the names. The right-hand screen appeared to be displaying the list of heroes' names. She glanced at the names on the left and recognized several names of the supervillains. What is this all about? She wondered. As Erica watched the screen on the right, Sprinter's numbers climbed to 88, as Sleek's number dipped from 92 to 73. Sleek's name dropped several more rungs while Sprinter's name took the number 3 spot from the top. Each of the heroes and villains on the list were ranked from 1st to 10th, with the leading ranks at the top. They ranked as follows. Heroes, Block, 1st, Spearhawk, 2nd, Sprinter, 3rd, Windshift, 4th, Xandar, 5th, Hyrexia, 6th, Sir Noble the Brave, 7th, Sleek, 8th, Saros, 9th, Southpaw, 10th. Villains, Clan, 1st, Waterfall, 2nd, Skolor Chaos, 3rd, Furious Rex, 4th, Axemaiden, 5th, Skalsgren, 6th, Unknown Girl, 7th, Skyscrapper, 8th, Man Elephant, 9th, Razorbite, 10th. Erica started to ask about the names on the screen when Weatherman nudged her first and pointed at a smaller screen on the far left. Erica gasped. That's... me. It most certainly is, Weatherman said proudly. It was the bank's video footage of her standing in front of the front doors with her gun out. The screen below gave an artist's rendition of her standing in her uniform. Erica gaped. She murmured, I wish I looked that good. Hmm, <laughs> grunted the businessman, staring at his watch. Follow me now. Weatherman gestured her forward and Erica followed. The three of them stepped out of the large media room into a giant corridor. Erica grunted as the businessman immediately shoved her back into the wall with his arm. A wave of heat washed over her. Erica screamed as a wall of hot lava started towards her. Mr. Headings, kindly pay attention to where you are walking, the businessman snapped. The wall of lava stopped and flowed back a few steps. It was a supervillain, Lava Louie. Comprised of humanoid magma, he was a notorious pyromaniac that loved to melt his hostages. 
He regarded them for a moment. Oh, pardon me. He held up some paperwork printed on some fire retardant material and a pair of reading glasses. I guess I was caught up with my latest assignment. It is quite stirring. I'm sure it is. But your wanderings almost melded my latest negotiator. And that would have wasted my entire morning. Well, can't have that. Lava Louie smiled at her. Is this the gadgeteer that pirated the ratings this morning? You certainly know how to make a debut. Unsure as what to say, Erica went with the polite tack. Um, thank you? Lava Louie's coal-like eyes fell on Weatherman and narrowed. Ah, uh, Mr. Stewart. It looks like you found a young co-star whose light you can siphon off of. Weatherman sniffed. Go take a bath in the volcano that spewed you out, Headings. Ever the show stealer, Stuart. He smiled gently at Erica again. He might want to be careful with this one. He won't take you nowhere but into trouble. Lava Louie then stalked off. His feet left pools of slag in their wake. Weatherman called after him. That's a double negative, you raving twit! The businessman touched what Erica assumed was a comm link in his ear. Operations? This is Publicist 7. That Cretan Lava Louie has left a trail of molten rock in his way in Sector 7G. Send, a, send an environmental specialist down here to clean up his mess. Mind the pulse of magma, and come on, growled the businessman. What is this, some sort of super criminal cartel? asked Erica. Not quite, Weatherman smiled. They stepped into a corridor, and Erica gaped. Walking up and down the hallway were dozens upon dozens of superheroes and supervillains. Ravenwing, a superhero with flight powers, was talking amiably with her arch-nemesis, Lord Spire, as they glided over the crowd. The superheroine, Beatdown, held hands with her violet adversary, Spine Crunch. Both heroes and villains walked around with civilians that could only be their families. Globber the Goo Man carried a giggling toddler on his shoulders, while an attractive woman walked by his side. Other than its unusual occupants, the corridor itself had an atmosphere of an indoor shopping mall. The walls were lined with bistros, eateries, and interspersed with unusual shops for their unique clientele. The stores had a myriad of unusual signs like the Magic Hat. From alchemy to zombie henchmen, get all your arcana needs here. Atomic Bod's military surplus. Make a big bang on your next entrance. Worthington's aerial supply store. From grappling hoods to rocket pads, we'll get you moving in style. In the latter store, Erica watched a fat sales rep with wings on his back admonish a blue-skinned kid who played on a hoverboard anchored to the ground. Where is this place? Are we still in the Cape's Corps headquarters? Weatherman smiled at her and looked at the businessman. I believe you could feel this one, my good man. No. Keep following me. I hate walking through the maze. Why can't we just teleport to the office? The businessman sneered. Erica, sensing that now wasn't the time to make her stand, quietly followed as she tried to take everything in. Several people acknowledged Weatherman as they passed. Good job, Stuart. Your fame points arose 20%. Congrats. Weatherman answered these good-naturedly. Thank you. Thank you, madam. You are most kind, sir. Other individuals expressed less than kind sentiments. So, Stuart... You needed to ride the coattails of an unknown to get noticed, huh? I always thought you were pretty low, Stuart, but this tastes the cake. 
Weatherman grumbled under his breath, but for the most part held his tongue. Hellfight, a supercriminal with bullhorns, red skin, and tongues of flame protruding his eyes, even acknowledged Erica. Be careful out there, sweetie, he said. You have no idea what you're getting into. Weatherman isn't known for its ability to share the spotlight. That is quite enough, Marcus. Weatherman thundered. Hellfight bristled at Weatherman but stopped when he saw the businessman glaring at him. He looked at her gently, or as gently as one could with eyes made of fire. Just be careful. He then rejoined the throng. Weatherman muttered. Critics. The three of them trooped on. At this point, Erica couldn't help but notice that crowds of supers, both capes and criminals alike, gave them a wide berth as they approached. She looked back and saw that both sets looked at them. No, at her, with worried expressions. After some time, the three of them stopped in front of a nondescript door. The door opened to reveal an elevator car within. They followed the businessman inside, and the doors closed behind them and moved down of its own accord. This is when Erica realized that there weren't any buttons to push inside. Moments later, they stepped out into an empty reception area, and the businessman ushered them through another door that lay beyond. The office inside was bare, save two chairs and an opposing desk. Behind that desk sat another man. The other man looked up, and the businessman took his leave without another word. Erica stared at the man behind the desk intently. When she tried to focus on the man's face, her gaze slid away. It was as if his features were nothing more than blurs and shadows. He didn't make any motion or say anything, but she felt as if he wanted her to sit in one of the seats before his desk. The urge to go to one of the chairs was all-consuming. She followed it and sat down. Beside her, Weatherman also took a seat. The blurred man looked through some papers on his desk for several moments before he regarded them. Very well. Let us begin. Very well. Let us begin. Erica's eyes widened. She heard his deep, unsettling voice inside her mind. He continued on. Erica Joy Belfry, 17 years old. Graduate of Kirby Lee's Psychic Academy with a PhD in Mechanical, Electrical, and Aeronautical Engineering, with an emphasis on alternative energy sources. My, my. This is quite impressive resume for someone with a confirmed human heritage who's tested negative for enhanced chromosomes or cybernetic implants. Despite your brilliant mind... You are still, for all intents and purposes, quite normal. Your personality profile shows you to be inquisitive, adventurous, imaginative, idealistic, and somewhat naive. Your high school and college friends, who are mostly online, consider you to be a leader. They say that you are, and I quote, the best dungeon master and guild leader that a player can ask for. Hmm, that is quite the accomplishment. Erica shuddered. Although she couldn't see it, she could hear the smile on the blurred man's voice. His unseen leer felt like a slimy worm crossing her skin. He continued, Correct me if I'm wrong in my summary, 
but you have devoted much of your life to becoming a superhero. Erica nodded mutely. You were accepted to the Kirby Lee's Sidekick Academy under a partial scholarship. Is that correct? Erica swallowed before she found her voice. Yes. However, however, you failed your exit interview. Quite spectacularly, I might add. Erica's shoulders slumped. Yes. The blur man paused, sabering his question before he spoke. Did you really shoot the Academy's Dean in the face with your energy pistol? Weatherman's eyes bulge. You did what? Erica flushed. It was... it was an accident. And it was an impressive one at that. The blurred man chuckled darkly before continuing. A few months afterwards, you accepted a position in the tech support division at the Capes Corps. Erica nodded. You were no doubt planning on working your way up to full cape status someday. Yes, said Erica. I see. The blur man wrote something down on the papers in front of him. So that brings us to today. You were on your way to the first day of your new job when you witnessed Mr. Stewart here, or weatherman as you know him, robbing a bank. Erica wanted to scream. Where was this man taking this? It seemed like he knew what she was going to say before she said it. Seeing no alternative, she answered his question with a simple, Yes. He nodded again. That is when you decided to don on your costume and use your unique equipment to try to stop and apprehend him. She glanced at Weatherman nervously, who was still staring at her wide-eyed after the shooting the Dean remark. Um... That was my original intention. Yes. So, he leaned back with steeple fingers before his nondescript face. Things didn't go quite as well as you would have preferred. She shook her head. No, it did not. Spirited as your notion was, you actually broke more laws than this nefarious fellow did. He waved at Weatherman. Weatherman tilted his head. She did? Erica blinked. What? Yes. Weatherman may have committed armed robbery, but you, Erica, now have two charges of aggravated assault. Erica gaped. Assault? Who did I assault? You attacked the deputized authority, Sleek. Erica stammered. But, but, she attacked me first! Those finer details are for the trial lawyers to argue over. Erica's mind was reeling. You said two. Who was the other assault charge on? You do remember the bank manager you accidentally shot when your pistol's energy blast went through, Weatherman? Oh, Erica said, deflated. Oh good, you do recall. The blurred man shuffled his papers again. In addition to these crimes... You are also being charged with aiding and abetting a known criminal, operating an unlicensed equipment and weaponry, several counts of public endangerment, and piloting an aircraft without a license. I have a pilot's license for single-engine aircraft. You do? Hmm. The interviewer looked down at his paper. Ah, yes, I see it now. Very well. You are being charged with operating an aircraft without proper clearance and in a restricted airspace. The FAA 
tends to frown upon people flying their aircrafts too close to skyscrapers. Are you adding those to my charges? She asked. No, I think the proper word is facilitating. These charges will be presented to the district attorney and his underlings. <laughs> he chuckled. Believe me, his assistants are a bunch of vicious little mongrels. They will happily jump on this case, frothing. He shuffled his papers. If you are convicted for these crimes, you will be facing some serious prison time. Erica's heart dropped. I am? Yes, answered the blurred man. Erica sat back, her fingers gripping into her skull. Oh my god, prison time! When am I going to tell mom and dad? When am I going to speak to them again? I was so mean to them last time we spoke. I'm not only a bad superhero, but I'm also a bad daughter as well. Oh god, 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 oh god. A tiny sob broke through a crumbling facade. Yes, yes, it's all so very tragic, the blur man said unsympathetically. Lucky for you, my associates and I see that you do have some potential. Erica looked up, tear streaks stained her cheeks. I do? Your little escapade has been on the news nonstop. As I understand it, some of your footage has gone viral, like this one here. He indicated a screen that appeared on the far wall. It showed her slamming on her brakes just after the kid ran out onto the street. This scene alone already had a million hits on various social media outlets and has earned you the hearts and minds of thousands. Your popularity has spiked tremendously after the footage was released of your last minute escape in a flying car. You can't make publicity this good. What can I say? You are a star in the making. Weatherman smiled at her encouragingly. Erica looked from him to the blurred man. I'm sorry, but I fail to see where this is going. <sighs> I thought you were supposed to be clever. <laughs> I guess you can't believe everything you read. Even though it should be obvious. I will explain it to you. We have brought you here to offer you... A deal. Deal? You mean you're going to erase my charges? Erica asked. No, the blurred man said flatly. The charges remain. Think of them as a kind of incentive. Incentive? The charges stay, but you can walk out of here and maintain your freedom as long as you sign a contract agreeing to work alongside Weatherman as his protege slash partner. Erica tried to wrap her brains around his words. Her eyes went wide. You want me to become a supervillain? Yes, although the term we prefer is heal. Heal? That is correct. Erica's frown deepened. Isn't that, I don't know, illegal? In the classical sense, yes, it is quite illegal. However, our organization are above such concerns. No. Erica shook her head and stood up. This isn't right. Weatherman stood up too. Princess, wait. No. Erica whirled around and stormed towards the door. This operation is wrong. I'm going to tell the cops the, and the media. The world has to know about this. 
As she grabbed the door handle, the blurred man's voice boomed inside her head. Miss Belfry, let go of that door and come back here and sit down. To her horror, Erica found herself releasing the door handle before walking back to the desk and sitting down. She looked around blinking. What? What was that? The blurred man sat back in his seat and fixed her with his gaze. His voice resonated low and dangerous. Miss Belfry, you are not in control of this situation. I am. Let me elaborate on just how far out of your depth you are. As of this moment, you have two, and only two, options. Regardless of how unpalatable you may find either of these choices, they are all you have. You can choose option A, sign the contract and become Weatherman's literal partner in crime. If you don't like this choice, please feel free to choose option B. Go ahead, say it. Ask me what option B is. That same fog floated over her consciousness, and Erica found herself asking against her will, What's option B? I'm so glad you asked. If you choose to remain on your moral high horse, as they say, and refuse to sign our contract to become a heel, then you'll awaken in police custody with absolutely no memory of this conversation, nor anything you witness that pierce the veil of our secret world today. You'll go to a prison that holds the most vicious of the vicious. There, you'll await a trial by a jury of 12 impartial peers of my choosing. They will recommend the stiffest sentence and the judge will happily oblige the recommendation. After which, you'll spend the rest of your life confined to a concrete tomb. You will never see your mother, father, or your brother Cedric again. Then, when you are finally at death's door, after a long, miserable life, the psychic barriers holding your memories back will rise and you will remember everything. It will be this conversation echoing through your mind when you take your last breath. Then, with that regret burning in your soul, you will die. Erica stared at him, her lip trembling. That, Miss Belfry, is option B. Take it or leave it. Some choice. It is indeed. He placed a pile of paperwork on the desk before her. Erica looked at Weatherman who nodded to her encouragingly. She leaned forward and signed the offered contract. The blurred man nodded in satisfaction. Good. Now to sign my portion. The blurred man then moved in a flash. He was next to her in an instant and grabbed her head. A searing knife punctured her skull. Erica screamed. Images flashed past her mind's eye. She saw the maze, the blurred man, the Capes Cork headquarters, her parents... Cedric, Sleek, Weatherman, and the screen of names and ranks. More and more images flooded past. They were coming too fast for her to see. She fell into an abyss of sight and sound, that garbled past and violent menagerie of chaos. It lasted a second, a minute, an eternity. There wasn't a before or an after, only the horrifying now. Erica slammed back down into her body, gasping. Confusing after images swirled before her retina as half-whispered words echoed in her ears. The pain subsided, but still throbbed in burning waves. 
Her fingers dug into the armrest of her chair. Erica tried to pull out of his surprisingly strong grip. Don't struggle, Miss Belfry. It'll just make the transition more. Difficult, said the blurred man. Behind her, Weatherman tried to sound more reassuring. It's okay, princess. It will be over in just a moment. Just try to relax. It will go better then. What are you doing to me? She demanded. I am telepathically bonding you to your contract. The blurred man said nonchalantly. What? Why are you doing that? Surely a smart girl like you doesn't need someone like me to connect the dots for you. She looked at him blankly. Ah, I see that you do. He tapped her temple with his finger. The telepathic contract is standard practice for all our operatives. Think of it as an unbreakable insurance policy. Just because you sign a legal document doesn't mean you'll follow it. Whether it's lack of understanding or outright desire to rebel, it doesn't matter. This telepathic contract will not allow you to break it. This will ensure that you hold up your end of the bargain. She shrieked as fire ignited inside her skull again. More images shifted past her frenzied mind, too fast for her to latch onto. Moments later, the pain ended abruptly, and she dropped against the desk, panting. The pain you felt was just a warning, the blur man admonished. I'm inside your head, right now, Miss Belfry. Swift as your mind is, you're planning to pull away far in advance. Do not do so again. One more slip, and I can easily lobotomize you. In truth, I'm beginning to find that notion preferable. Erica froze. Good. That's more like it. See how much easier this is when you do as I say. He snorted. That is quite the scathing retort. He paused. What will your alternative moniker be? I... what? She demanded with open tears streaming down her face. What will be your supervillain codename? I'm correct to assume that you do not want to rob banks and pillage the city under your surname. Erica's mind reeled. Wow, that's a big decision. I had to give it some thought. The blurred man sighed. Mr. Stewart, do you have any suggestions? Weatherman looked at her speculatively. How about Princess Crash? Erica looked at Weatherman sharply. Princess what? That's a horrible name. No, I like... The blurred man nodded. Princess Crash, it is. Another searing pain flashed through her head. She staggered back as he released her and sat back behind his desk. Welcome to the company, Princess Crash. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chancy. My other podcast, The Skies Embrace, is an epic fantasy that follows the exploits of the crew of the skyship The Maiden's Arrow as they navigate the perils of the clouds. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com, 
and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.